All right. Let's do like a quick little history lesson uh, about people that none of you know. Uh, the history lessons about my grandfather. Now, I've talked about him before, and he had like a really strong influence on my life. I was like a little version of him, you know. And I love my grandpa. This is something I've heard from all of my friends. Every, you know, there's nothing new about that. But let me tell you about my grandpa for like two seconds here. He had a bunch of brothers. Um, Tarzan, uh, Jimmy, Sparky, um, Nani, Salami, Somali. <laughs> I called, I, I screwed it up, but his name was Somali because he couldn't say the word Salami. Uh, they were characters. Um, they all had weird little nicknames like that. I don't think I even know what half of their real names are, except for Uncle Jimmy. That wasn't really a, a fun nickname. That's his real name. And um, they were from Brooklyn. Uh, you know, my family's been here for a real long time. Uh, I have photograph, one photograph of like my great, great, great grandparents. Uh, just teensy little shriveled up, broken up photograph. And I'd say, I think it was about 1965 or 1967. Most of, if not all of them moved out to Long Island, which is where I am. And that's where they, you know, raised their families. They were in the city from the, you know, my grandfather was born in the late 20s, and that's where they lived until the mid-60s, and they came out and they lived the, the good suburban life, and they got a light, nice little house, and they raised, raised their families out here. And most of them all moved to the same little town, uh, Farmingdale. And so all throughout my little town, when I was a kid all my uncles all basically lived within like a bike ride of each other. Uh, and they were characters, uh, you know, <clears throat> just from like their names alone, you can kind of tell that they must have been funny and they were. And I've yet to ever have a second of my life match the humor that they were able to just pull off on a daily basis. Uh, you know, just getting to sit around and listen to them bullshit and break each other's balls. It was like the best comedy show I've ever seen in my life. And they had so many great stories. Uh, you know, Uncle Sparky, because he was like good with electricity and electrician. And uh, my grandfather's name was, you know, Dugan, because he worked for Dugan Bread. And uh, Tarzan, Uncle Tarzan, because he was strong. Uh, Somali, I told you about, because he, when he was a little kid, he couldn't say salami. So they called him Somali. And, you know, these, all these names, they just stuck. And, you know, 60 years later, Uncle Somali is Uncle Somali. I, I have no idea what his... I think it's Anthony, but I feel like four out of five of them, their first name is Anthony, probably, with Italians. You know, they could have... All their names could be Anthony, for all I know. I think two of them are named Anthony, and they just had nicknames to, like, work that out. So, all throughout Farmingdale, you know, you'd run in to your uncles everywhere you went. If I rode my bike up, you know, in this direction, I would come across Uncle Jimmy. If I rode my bicycle down that direction, I would come across Uncle Sparky. And they all had like a way of keeping their eye on me, you know, because uh, their whole act was like, you know, like tough guys, you know. Uh, they were funny, but they were like, everything was, what are you doing, you know, that kind of thing. 
and a couple of them worked in the town. Uh, <clears throat> my grandfather, he was, uh, he ran the parks department of uh, Prospect Park in Brooklyn, but when he came out here, I don't know what he did for like, I, I need to ask my mom what he did for like 20 years, but when I knew him, and when I was alive and understanding the world, he was always this, uh, he, you know, he was like the, the head maintenance man for this, uh, like, doctor's hospital type facility. Um, and that's all I ever knew he did, you know. I never was around before that. And, you know, that was like a town or two away. And, but, you know, he would get out of work and he would have all these little stops along the way that he did after work. Uh, my grandfather was like a little bit of a mayor, you know. He went to all these stores, like the candy store, and I've talked about that a couple of shows ago, or last show. And, you know, everybody knew him wherever he went, and everywhere he went, he either got something for free or, you know, picked something up. And, it, you know, which basically meant pastries or comic books or, like, little troll dolls for my sister or, you know... He would do funny things, too. Like, we would pull up in front of the candy store, and they'd have, like, one of those big wire racks of uh, plastic balls. And he would crank the window down on the truck, and he would just be sitting out there bouncing it and, like, bounce it into the window of the truck. <laughs> so, you know, he was always trying to see what he could get away with. And he was a really funny guy. And down the block from... Well, not down the block, but in the same shopping center as the card store was uh, a hardware store. And so, like, this is, you know, this is the early 80s. I don't, if Home Depot existed, I had no clue, or, nor could give a shit. But in the early 80s, there were, you know, hardware stores. And they had wooden floors that creaked when you walked in. And the little cubbies that held all the screws were, like, made out of wood, you know. And everything was old and worked and oiled and greasy and it smelled like a certain smell you know and you'd walk into the hardware store there was like just this at one time you know like it was like a real comfortable feeling and it felt like you were someplace safe but at the same time it, you know it was a place that I didn't necessarily you know find a lot of love in because I wanted to like read and write and draw I didn't want it to build anything uh, you know, which was always difficult because I came, I came from a family of builders, you know. My dad was great with cars. I don't know shit about cars. You know, my grandfather and all his brothers could build a house from nothing. You know, I could draw one. That's all I could ever do. But I love going to the hardware store with Poppy. That's what I call my grandpa because my uncle Somali worked there. And when Poppy and Somali got together, they would just rip each other apart and make fun of each other and Somali would do it to get a rise out of me to make me laugh and Poppy would go back at him and it was just the best just the best just like good days you know this is like my little good old days story and it doesn't mean anything to you folks whoever's listening to this but you all have it you all have those like times with the old timers that you just cherish so much and you know there was that was the main reason I liked going to the hardware store because I got to see this whole interaction and be around these old guys and watch them have a good time and it kind of taught me a lot about myself and about my family and about how to interact with people, you know. 
how to just walk into a place and just act like you know them and be friendly and life's going to be pretty good. You know, if you walk into a place with a scowl and pissed off about something, life's probably going to suck a little bit. But if you go in there like these guys used to, you know, you just walked in with a joke or a smile or, or you know, just being friendly, things tended to work out pretty well for you. And I also love going there because right down the, you know, a couple stores away was the candy store. So when I went on my little journey every day with Pop, I got some comics. Now, I bring up the hardware store and Uncle Somali uh, because I have this really vivid memory of going to the hardware store, like I did so many times. But for some reason, this one always sticks in my head. They, in the bathroom of the place... They had like this little stack of comic books on the back of the bowl, you know, on like the, the base of the toilet bowl. And, you know, I wasn't exactly sure which issue it was, but I think I figured it out. I think I remember really vividly looking at uh, Conan the Barbarian, number 159. Uh, let's see, th this came out, it's got a cover date of June 1984. And that kind of jives with you know, the time frame that I would have been going there at that age with Poppy. Um, you got yourself a, a John Buscema cover. That's awesome. And really, like, I, I'm pretty sure this is the book. You know, I, I haven't seen this thing in so long. I, it didn't own this comic book. I just remember going to that bathroom once or twice. I remember doing it a couple times. I would go in there and be like, I need to pee. And I would go in there to not pee, but to, like, look at a couple of the comic books they had in there. And, and this issue was always in there. And I, I just remember always looking at it. And, you know, I don't really know what's inside of this comic at all. I should pick it up one day just to own it. Because I'm pretty sure this is the one that I, I remember going in there to look at. Um, you'd think they would have, like, nudie magazines in there or something. But no, it was comics. And this Conan, Conan, the, Conan the Barbarian, I can't even say it. Uh, it's a cool cover. It's got, like, some guy with an axe attacking Conan. And there's, like, a... Uh, like a big swimming uh, pool uh, spinning around there. It's probably like a cauldron or something. That's what it is, a cauldron. And there's uh, a woman behind the cauldron. Uh, Bishamra was a great artist. He was a beautiful, beautiful artist. Uh, and this was a memory that just sticks in there for some reason. Uh, you know, I, I know why. Because of the time and the people I was with. And, you know, it might have even been... <clears throat> knowing that I was with these old timers and how, how you know how they acted towards each other, but it kind of fascinated me that there was uh, like a comic element to their lives, you know. And it wasn't until a few years later that I found just like two giant boxes of comic books in the basement that my grandfather had when he was young. I don't think I realized that until you know at that age, when I'm like eight years old, I didn't know that he had books. But sure enough, a couple years later, I would find it. Uh, Pick Up the Wolf, number one, from Image Comics. I, I don't know anything about it, but it's got a cool cover. And I'm going to check it out. Uh, Alice Cott and Lee Lowridge and Matt Taylor. Uh, so that's it for this one. I hope you guys liked it. And have a good one. Later. Bye-bye.